welcome to Thank You for Toilet Paper, a history of the little things. A podcast where we talk about a few things to be grateful for and the history and stories behind them. I'm your host, Elizabeth Miller. Thank you so much for joining me today. Let's get going. Today, we are going to talk about paintbrushes. Most of my familiarity with paintbrushes has been of a more practical nature, that of painting houses. I think I've already mentioned this, but as a kid, I spent a number of summers at my grandmother's house, painting her walls, her kitchen, her dining room, and her bathroom. I also spent a lot of time in high school painting set pieces and the stage floor. All of this combined to give me enough confidence in my skills grounded or not, to tackle painting other people's rooms in my life, in my apartment, when it was allowed, in my own room, my brother's room, later my mother's study, and my sister's room. Twice. For the most part, everything has turned out well, with a few messy edges, but it's amazing what a fresh coat of paint can do to really change a room. That's been most of my experience wielding a paintbrush. My sister, on the other hand, uses her brushwork skills to make art on canvas and to express beautiful emotions and depict actual scenes where you can tell what it is. (laughs) Unlike my attempts, I've tried a little and I'm very good at shapes. Triangles are totally my jam. Lately, she's been painting the insides of bottles with incredibly tiny scenes using an incredibly tiny paintbrush. So today, we are going to talk about the other side of an artist's handiwork and a trustworthy tool of artists and trades persons alike, the paintbrush. This, again, is another suggestion from a friend. Thank you. Keep them coming. This is great. Paintbrushes are used to put ink or paint to canvas or wall or whatever surface happened to have been standing still long enough. and then covering it in creativity. Paintbrushes come in a wide variety of sizes, from large and thick brushes to thin and tiny brushes. Ideally, one uses the large brushes to fill in spaces and the tiny ones for detail work. I cannot imagine using a tiny brush to paint the rooms in our house. That sounds like an exercise in patience, which I just don't have, right up there with using handheld scissors to trim the lawn. But I digress. Paintbrushes have an incredibly long history, with the first dating back to some 2.5 million years ago in the Paleolithic era. Ancient Egyptians used paintbrushes made of split palm leaves, but the oldest paintbrushes that we've ever found were made using animal hair. Some of the oldest paintbrushes have been made of feathers or animal hair tied to branches or bones. In ancient China, paintbrushes were a key part of the art of writing in intricate Chinese characters and calligraphy. The ancient Egyptians also used frayed pieces of papyrus to make the bristles of paintbrushes and used these brushes to decorate other papyrus, tombs, palaces, and temples. Up until the 17th century, paintbrushes were generally made by hand by the individual artists or by their apprentices. By making their own paintbrushes, this gave the artists an extra element of control over their craft and art. Professional brush making really became an actual profession in the 18th century in Germany. In fact, Bechhofen in Middle Franconia is considered European central for the profession of brush making. Bechhofen is also the only place with a vocational school for brush making specifically, as well as the German Brush Museum. And this museum focuses on the evolution of brush making in Europe specifically. There are three main parts of a paintbrush. The bristles, which can be synthetic or natural materials like animal hair, as we've already mentioned. The bristles do the job of transferring the paint or whatever substance you're using to another surface. There's also the handle, which is typically made of wood, metal, or plastic. 
Not so much bones these days. And the third piece is called the ferrule, which clamps or fastens the bristles to the handle. The bristles are actually inserted about halfway up the handle. Sable, ox, camel, mongoose, pony, goat, and badger hair can be used for bristles in paintbrushes. Hog bristles can also be used, but tend to create a stiffer brush. Brush makers would experiment with the shapes and materials used to make paintbrushes. It was these same paintbrush makers who experimented with the ferrule until they found a way to make flat brushes using a metal ferrule. This development also allowed brush makers to make other specifically shaped brushes outside of just the round brush, which had been the norm, particularly as they used quills sometimes to also make paintbrushes, and that was just kind of like only left you with that rounded shape. But overall, there are three main types of brushes, flats, brights, and rounds. Brights are square and short. Flats look like a longer version of brights, and rounds are round brushes with pointed ends. There are a few different types of trade painter's brushes. There's the gourd handle, which is meant to help ease with the stress on the wrist while painting. There's also the short handle, which is used for precision work like edges, trim, corners, and detail work. The flat beaver tail handle uses a flat rounded handle that is meant to fit into the palm of your hand. There's also a square handle, a long handle, and a rat tail handle paintbrush. When it comes to the job of decorating in the trade, there are different shapes for the bristles, like the angled, flat, tapered, and the striker. For artists, there are a wide variety of brushes and shapes, including round, flat, bright, filbert, fan, angle, mop, rigger, stippler, liner, dagger, scripts, egbert, spotter, stencil, sumi, hake, and more. The bristles also vary depending on the type of paint that an artist is working with. For watercolor work, the bristles are made of sable or synthetic nylon or sable. Oil paintings require brushes with bristles made of sable or bristle, and acrylic paints use synthetic and nylon bristles. From professionals to tradespersons to amateurs and hobby artists, tools for paintings racked up to be a $10 billion industry in 2021. That's a lot of art to hang on your fridge, or walls, or to scrap and try again if you're in my camp. And so for all of the amateur artists and those who know what they're doing, I am grateful for paintbrushes and the worlds that they've created on canvas, the homes they've enlivened with colors, and everything in between. That's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a marvelous day. Take care. (laughs) 